Welcome to The Inverted Podcast, the landowner podcast to empower you with inspiration, new perspectives, and quick tips for your forest management and land ownership journey. Let me get a little personal today. How much land do you and your family own? You may be thinking things like, we have a little bit, or just a small tract over there on the south side of the county. Or even, we have a tract, but it's nothing like what the Joneses have. I'm here to stop those small talk and limiting words. I talk about small landowner challenges in some of my programs or when referencing working with consultants and contractors to get them to operate on your land. An acreage size can make operations challenging, but that does not make the work any less important. Intentionally and actively managing your land is just as important as the state or some industry corporation managing their 50,000 acre land base. I have heard too many times and seen too many times landowners use limiting words like just a little bit. And the truth, our perception of size vary greatly. What may seem like a little bit to one may be of substantial size to another. I typically ask these questions in my introductions to my group calls or programs so I can have a good understanding of my audience and what they may be handling and dealing with. And I have heard women say things like, I just have a little bit, you know, 200 acres here and 400 acres over there, and I do have a 150 track in between. And then a few minutes later, I can hear someone else explain, I just inherited this 45 acre track and I'm feeling incredibly overwhelmed. The actual acreage has no significance on how it can make us feel attempting to manage it. And whether it is 15 acres or 45 acres or 450 acres, you may be wondering how much your role in managing your forest land actually matters in the scheme of things for the environment and within the industry. And I could say what I think, and it is a rather big opinion, but I am going to look at another's opinion, someone that should have a much greater influence for you than myself. In Matthew 13, verses 31 to 32, he told them in another parable, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted his field though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. I know, I know. This scripture is usually referenced in terms of building your faith or having faith, but stay with me because believe we can glean a ton of inspiration and guidance from many of the parables of the Bible. And if this seems right up your alley, be sure to join our Ultimate Landowner Waitlist where we will be starting your week with Monday motivations to give you scriptural landownership inspiration. But let's get back to our mustard seed, the smallest of all seeds. We are shown when planted and cultivated appropriately grows into a role that even the birds come and perch in its branches. It grows into the largest plant in the garden, a truly beneficial staple for that ecosystem. But let's look at our own human tendencies. What if that seed had been tossed aside, overlooked and not planted because of its sheer size and assumed outcome? How could anything great come from something so small? And honestly, when I read this scripture, I don't actually know what a mustard tree looks like. I've always pictured a California redwood. You know, those massive sequoias you can drive through. Did you know that they can reach heights of over 350 feet tall and have diameters up to 30 feet wide? And yet, did you also know that their seed is only about one inches in size? 350 feet tall coming from something that is one inch. And although I know 
not what a mustard tree actually looks like again, that is always what I've had in my mind's eye. A tree so massive and wildlife coming from all over to utilize all parts of the trees. Birds perching on its branches. But what if the garden owner looked at that tiny mustard seed and didn't recognize its significance, decided not to plant it or cultivate a suitable place for it to thrive? What would that garden look like? More importantly, what would its potential be missing? Maybe you're thinking it's just a small family force or just our family land and not really recognizing the significant role your tract has for the entirety of the garden. But did you know that the average landowners make up 50% of the privately owned forest in not only the US, but definitely in the Southeast? If you wanted to Google that, use the wording non-industrial private landowner, which helps you focus on true individuals and families rather than bringing in the statistics from corporations and other industry tracks. But over half of our private forests are owned by average families. And of that half, at least in Georgia, I know, roughly half at least owns 50 acres or less. I don't know about you, but that makes me realize I'm not a small insignificant acre that my land matters and my management matters because all of our land bases together add up to have a huge impact on the dynamics of the ecosystem across the regional landscape and for the industry's sustainability. Without landowners and family forests, there wouldn't be enough forests to support such a booming industry. There wouldn't be enough timber to support the American household lifestyle our homes, our furniture, our toilet paper, feminine products and diapers, our growing reliance on technology like laptops, iPads, tablets, and cell phones, and I could go on. Thankfully, we do know in fact we grow 40% more timber than we harvest annually. We do know we have more forests than what we had 100 years ago, and that is thanks for average families like yourself continuing to cultivate and manage and continue to plant trees because those before you, or perhaps it's you, that is recognizing the significance your land holds, if not for the entire landscape, at least for your family legacy. And perhaps that is what's keeping you moving forward. But how much more comforting is it to know that God also sees the significance in the seemingly small things, like that of the mustard seed, how he makes the greatest potential come from something so seemingly insignificant. And if you are struggling with today's current 24-7 media doom and gloom to see how your management decisions carry any weight in today's quote-unquote environmental crisis, I hope you take some comfort in God's perspective that the small things hold an important role within the garden, not only for the landowner and steward, but for those of the wildlife and plant systems who may rely on the gardener to plant and cultivate it. So here's my question for you to reflect on today. What will you do with your mustard seed? Will you plant it? Will you plan for it? Or will you just toss it aside? Until next time, friends.